Roger, roger. Roger, roger. Welcome, everybody, to the Roger Roger podcast. Uh, this is our first episode. Uh, I'm Derek. You might remember me if you're listening from the uh, Friends Talking Fantasy podcast <laughs> from a couple of the New Zealand episodes. And um, the other host is Charles, who you are very well aware of. Hello, this is Charles. Uh, super pumped to be here at the inaugural episode of Roger Roger, a Star Wars podcast. We're really doing it. Yeah, we've been talking about this for a long time and finally got it off the ground. I hope you like Star Wars. If you don't, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you do don't, um, oh, good luck to you. Yes. Uh, yeah, you know this has been a long time coming. Um, like Derek was alluding to, uh, I'm a co-host over on the Friends Talking Fantasy podcast. If mm-hmm. you've managed to check that out, uh, with our mutual friend Dylan. And we wanted to kind of expand the family. And, you know, Derek and I have been lifelong friends, longer than I've been friends with Dylan. So it only seemed natural <laughs> that we had our own show without, and, without him, obviously. Uh, and so by, you know, just the nature of all this new Star Wars content that's been announced, that's been delayed but still coming out eventually um we were like you know what now's the time to start growing the show because our connection is we both love star wars and we have a lot to say about it and there's a lot of new material coming out yeah exactly and uh we'll also throw in some non-star wars sci-fi so if you have any ideas or you know are a little sick of star wars (laughs) don't worry (laughs) Um, but we're starting with Star Wars, and that's our main focus. That's we right. It. We are Roger Roger, after all, and yeah. um, we will be mostly Star Wars. But, you know, Derek and I are both huge sci-fi fans. I'm sure we'll sneak in some other stuff yeah. along the way. So, speaking of sneaking a little extra in, we're going to start with some of our background in sci-fi, our nice. introduction to Star Wars, Dude, maybe. Nice seg. <laughs> I was practicing. <laughs> I listened to the best on FTS. Uh- <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I personally, I don't remember which I started to like more. Was it, you know, sp- space in general or specifically sci-fi? I've always had space-type toys. I've had, you know, X-Wings since I was little. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started watching stuff like even really little, Back to the Future, H.G. Wells' The Time Machine, Journey to the Center of the Earth, um, you know, Men in Black, Classics. the prequels Classics. when they, yeah. The prequels when they came out, and uh, I was hyped for those. When did uh, when did Star Wars come into the picture? Early on, early on, I had the I think I had the same box set of VHS as you did. Really? Yeah, I have them somewhere. <laughs> I still have mine um, near my mantle. Very proud of them. Yeah, I mean, I've been a huge sci-fi fan for a long time. Um, big fan of like I read a lot of science fiction books. Growing up, you know, it started with a lot of young adult things, like Ender's Game was a huge one, um, mm, and, mm-hmm. you know... I've read that, too. That's a that's a really good one. And then I've read Isaac Asimov, which I really liked, but that wasn't until I was older, <laughs> so I could understand what was going on. Yeah. And um, tons of movies, and Star Wars was such a huge um, driving force for that. I saw that when I was really young with, 
like you had mentioned, the box set on VHS before George <laughs> Lucas went back and added all kinds of other stuff. I didn't even recognize the movies when I watched yeah. them on, on Disney Plus because I'm like my only item. knowledge is watching them over and over again on that VHS tape. So I didn't really yeah. watch the movies later in life except the prequels and the new stuff that in the theaters. So yeah. it was uh, quite a shock. <laughs> but no, yeah. big, big fan of I Star Wars, big fan of of science fiction and fantasy obviously but you know science fiction was my first love yeah that's interesting for me it was a little a uh, little different and especially star wars around 1999 is when you know the one of the prequels the first prequel came out yes. uh that kind of got me even further into sci-fi in general and i checked out a bunch of stuff that i missed you know from the 80s and early 90s like alien terminator matrix oh yeah so uh, many of those me, classic yeah. 80s movies mm -hmm. like predator 2 is a fun one that i consider sci-fi yeah. like all those space yes. action movies for sure and um, it's hard to hard to not put Star Wars at the top of that list. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of, I want to just drop this on you. I didn't mention it earlier. Let's do it. Which is your favorite of the movies? Oh my God, you are dropping this on me. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> that's a good question. If I had to say, like, which one is the best? You're not allowed to think. You just quick answer. <laughs> if I had to say which one is the best movie, I'd probably go Empire Strikes Back. But if I had to just mm -hmm. go for my personal one, like the one that just captured my imagination the most that i watched the most i'd have to say surprisingly episode three you know what i kind of thought you would say that <laughs> i'm not sure why um but interesting i uh episode three is a classic i am a big fan of it myself but um for me i would say uh, a new hope would be my favorite oh yeah i mean but, that's a classic yeah. but uh yeah, the, a new hope doesn't really have yoda in it it doesn't have it doesn't need it. It's just a nice movie. There are some really classic you know, moments yeah. in New Hope for sure. I mean, I who, I mean, that's just hard to debate that one. For me, though, it's like you know what when when Episode Three came out. You know, it was our impressionable years, and I must have seen that in the movie theater like a thousand times because everyone's birthday <laughs> party was like, let's go see yeah. episode three, and I saw it so many times, and I thought it was so cool, and I mean, watching it now, you kind of laugh at like how campy it is and how like bizarre some of it is, and I, and I think that's kind of fueled the love of all the prequel memes is you know, people in our generation that grew up with it are look watching it again and being like, okay, this is kind of silly, but still yeah. having a love for it. And that, to me, it, like, captured all of that kind of fun magic. And it kicked off a lot of, like, the extended lore that, like, um, Clone Wars is chasing after. And we have yeah. all these other really great things that we know about the the Jedi and and the galactic empire and droids and spaceships and mm -hmm. stuff from the lore that was really established in the prequels, which is why I also think I am drawn to them because the original trilogy is great, but the scope of it's just so much smaller. Like you're not sure what like a Jedi was. You're not sure like yeah. what the clone wars were or anything like That's that. That's kind of what I like about 
the original trilogy mm. personally but i see what you're saying about you know i people rag on attack of the clones and i'm a big fan of that movie um i think I, yeah i know <laughs> charles just rolled it out pretty heavily um i there's something about it that just sticks with me i don't it know has why its it just moments does. like i yeah, love certain set pieces in that movie <laughs> like all the Django fett stuff is really good in that movie but there's just so many bizarre things, and I'm not like the, pr- the love stuff between yep. um, Padme and Anakin <laughs> is just bizarre. Um, that's where we get the great line, I hate sand. Yep. <laughs> but um, there are some really cool moments in that. And Obi Wan is at like maximum hair flow in that. No, episode three's <laughs> got even more, I think. So, no, yeah. So yeah, he's a little more. The Obi Wan is turned up in Episode Three. No, Episode Three is a better movie. I'm, I 100 percent agree with that. <laughs> well, that's good. But uh, yeah, but um, something about Episode Two I like. It's got a good name too. I think it has the best name of the prequels. I mean, they're all fun. They're all fun. I mean, I, I Episode One was so awesome too. When the, like Darth Maul ignited that second half of his lightsaber, that was a big deal. <laughs> well, that was about the best. Yeah, that was the best part of that film. You could forget (laughs) most of that movie. But what you were saying before about the prequels having um, a little place in people our age's hearts definitely Mm -hmm. rings true for me as well. Um, Yeah, in in 99, I was like eight years old, so you can imagine, like, that's like your most impressionable years. (laughs) And yeah, everyone was watching Star Wars, man. That's all it was. Speaking of, do you have any specific memories about early Star Wars besides, you know, uh, birthday parties? Because that was a little later. But, yeah, uh, that was later. Like, my first memories, I had, like, you know, the cool uncle, and it was his box set, actually. And when I was visiting him or whatever as a young kid, he would play them, and I would watch them. I remember seeing them in the movie theaters. I guess they got, like, a theat- like a re-release in theaters at one point, and I remember watching those and, you know, doing the Darth Vader voice and all that stuff. Um, <laughs> and it was eventually, like, the. I remember my uncle, like, bought the DVD set, and he was like, here, you can have my VHS set. And I was like, cool. <laughs> so, and now he regrets <laughs> it. Yeah, now I bet he regrets it because it's worth, like, $50 now. Yeah. But it's in... No, it's just, it's unedited. That's the main thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they still work. I haven't tried to play them in 15 I bet years. They do. So. Yeah. Bet they do. Uh, one of my um, memories that I have—it's actually a Phantom Menace memory. Um, Ooh, nice. At the time, yeah, at the time, you know, loved it. I went through a cu- the pre- I went through a couple of phases with the prequels, but as a kid watching it for the first time, loved it. Only thing, Jar Jar actually did annoy me quite a bit. Uh, <laughs> you weren't alone, viewing. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, no, as a kid. But here's the thing: my brother, huge Jar Jar fan, got an action figure. He was all so. I remember See, specifically George Lucas um, knew what he was doing. About, yeah, no, on point. And I remember specifically fighting about the uh, just the character of Jar Jar with my brother because he was all about him, and I hated him. I didn't <laughs> so. know your brother was Team Jar Jar. Oh, yeah. For quite some... Now, the thing is, it could just be because he knew I didn't like Jar Jar, so he said he liked it, but I think... But that's going too far in. He had, like, action figure, you know. <laughs> he was so playing the long con. Yeah, it's Man, possible. I, I wonder if... He, does he still have those Jar Jar action figures? <laughs> I actually know where they might be, and I I could look for them, because I need some stuff to uh, post on our social media. Yeah, those are collectible. All of which is, um, yeah, the um, Roger Roger Pod... Oh, nice plug. Yes, Roger, Roger, Pod. 
Yeah. And um, I actually still have one of them. It's on, um, I have like a TV stand and I have my Darth Vader with the red lightsaber on it. It was the only one I found that was in nice. decent condition. Yeah, all of but my had, Star um, Wars yeah. toys are missing pieces, unfortunately. Yeah. They were. No, that was, the, yeah, I got lucky with that one. Because they had like I the had helmets and like the lightsabers would mm-hmm. come on and off and the capes would come on and off and. Yep. I have a like my C three PO is missing a leg, you know. Like I had all the pieces. Uh, <laughs> I know, yeah. But they're pretty good, and they all had the they all. And I had oh, they the were great! I mean, they came solid, in yeah. the cool packaging. I mean, they're super like in the box. They're super collectible yeah. and popular. Even by the time we were buying them, you know, you yeah. forget about when they were like first came out. Um, Star Wars merchandise has always been cool. That's another thing you got to give Star Wars credit for. <laughs> all the action figures, the the you know the flipping plates cups <laughs> anything yeah. it's just cool alarm clocks i actually <laughs> yeah i was looking for some stuff because i want to you know take pictures of some stuff that gives you know because it's fun i found a ridiculous like prequel coffee mug nice. with like faces on it i'm gonna i'll post it eventually yeah the prequels were interesting because it was 99 thing. right before the turn so some some of yeah. the graphics and stuff are like it's got still some of that 90s vibe to them yeah. uh, those would be cool i'd like to see those yeah i'll show you uh, and i'll look for the the toys because some of them are great uh but like you said half of them are missing legs <laughs> broken you know, they got used they get used pretty well yeah i had a really i have uh, a really cool darth vader but like his lightsaber hilt has like it still lights up red but he doesn't have hey. the saber part to go in it <laughs> and then i have a stormtrooper luke but he doesn't have the helmet so it's <laughs> he's just walking around without a helmet on would yeah. not pass in the Death Star for sure without it. In the uh, the famous, you're short for a stormtrooper scene. Uh, yeah, it is a shorter one uh, for sure because I have a Han Solo one too, and it's a little. Different. Oh really? Yeah. I didn't know that. The, 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 he's shorter than the stormtrooper action figure. He's shorter than my Han Solo action figure. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, because I, I kind of just imagined they would use one template and just put everybody on it. But that's actually pretty impressive. Yeah. That's true, yeah. yeah. For sure. Um, another, um, here's a, um, a memory we both have in common, is playing Battlefront 2 oh on my PS2 God. for yeah, ridiculous amounts game. of time. Enemy forces, yeah. I've captured a command post. <laughs> Dude, I love just being the mercenary in it, or just the regular one, the regular stormtrooper yeah, just blasting just around. Yeah. That was the best. Those games were so mm. good. I mean, Lego Star Wars, classic. Battlefront 2 yeah, is probably my favorite. Yeah, that's one I forgot about. You know, and um, the, the no, movie Lego one. Star Wars were great too. Which movie? One? The episode three one. Oh, that was a good game. Yeah, and it had like yeah. a bizarro universe where Anakin kills Sidious, and it was pretty interesting. Yeah, um, yeah that PS2 era Star Wars games are some of the best in uh, my memory, personally. Yeah, and when you were able to like go into space and have space battles, like, come on, mm-hmm. come on. And yeah. when you were able to do Jedi battles, like... What? You could choose all of the heroes? (laughs) Like, nowadays with EA, you'd have to pay like a hundred bucks just to play as one hero sometimes. (laughs) But in the PS2, you got to play them whenever you wanted. It was amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They, I think they've gotten a little better since uh, they, people came down on them pretty hard. I think the game is a little smoother now. I've played a little bit of Battlefront 2, but not much. Um, Yeah, I gotta get a PlayStation and play a lot of the new stuff. I heard it's pretty good. There you go. Yeah. So, um, 
the real point of this episode, I know we've been rambling on about our pedigree into Star Wars, which isn't that much, but <laughs> we're um, enthusiasts. it's about, yeah, we're, right, we're enthusiasts, we're not uh, lore masters, we're not, um, you know, any, we're, you know, we're nothing not experts, special, we're but just in- We will maybe dive into some greater lore sometimes, uh, for fun, yeah. for episode ideas, especially as they relate to, <laughs> like, the newer shows coming out could be interesting to do deeper dives into some stuff that goes on in the clone wars and things like that but yeah i mean we're not we're not experts we're just here having fun and that's what star wars is about that's right and that's one of the topics of today's podcast is what makes star wars good that's and we could start with that in uh that's a good place to start right there is (laughs) it's kind of just fun star wars is fun it's very fun you know and I think that this is an interesting question. What makes Star Wars good? Because my mind doesn't go straight to the movies. And that's what they are. They're movies. <laughs> but when I think about what I like about Star Wars, it's not like, man, I really liked that movie. I really liked Empire Strikes Back. You know, I really liked I really liked to sit down and watch episode three. Um, it's not necessarily the case. I just love, like, being around Star Wars stuff, right? If that makes sense. And by stuff, yeah, I mean no, like I listening that. to the music or watching like the TV, the Mandalorian TV show or, you know, playing the games or hearing people talk about it or watching stuff on YouTube or checking out the memes. It's like the greater world that those movies created. That's really what pulls me in. Yeah, I would agree with that too. You know, you could even say, go, you know, not that this is good, but uh, sometimes it feels like being a fan of Star Wars is more enjoyable than any one specific piece of Star Wars media. Right. If you know what oh, I mean. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Because you could sit down and watch, let's, you know, there's, I'd say, save for two of my, pers- you know, um, what is it? Um, blanking right now (laughs) besides the mandalorian which i really like and you have to really nitpick that to um get some you know in my opinion besides a new hope and empire strikes back which you have to really nitpick to find something wrong Mm -hmm. with um everything else kind of has a double-edged sword to it there's something you really enjoy but there's also something that kind of frustrates you yes and i mean we all remember when each time a prequel movie came out, it's the Star Wars fans who were the first to draw them up some like really intense criticisms for it. Yeah. And now we look back on it uh, fondly and we embrace it through memes, basically. And it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. I just, pe- I think people kind of realize, like, look, the movie doesn't necessarily have to be good. We just love these characters. We love these moments and the fact that now we have all this new content being made that's trying to take like the story and the filmmaking um a bit more seriously is welcomed but you know it's it's star wars fans are a tough crowd to please i just think their expectations are set to what they love about the star wars universe and that's just really hard to live up to for a movie yeah and then there's so many specific things people like from every different a venue of Star Wars, you know, you can like um, uh, character relationships, Obi-Wan and Anakin, something. You can like specific ships, lightsabers in general. Yeah. People, you know, or TIE fighters, oh, you yeah. know, people want specific things to show up again and again and again. And it's sometimes hard to do that while coming up with a new idea. I think that's what 
kind of captures people's imaginations and leaves them huge Star Wars fans is just the sheer, the sheer ingenuity of it all. The fact that it's a completely new world and every character is bizarre and different and all the technology is mm-hmm. different and you're hit with those special effects to immerse you in a world a science fiction world totally different from what you've ever seen in cinema it's it's an incredible achievement in in film and in storytelling that like tons of people have tried to replicate since and some very successfully but i mean star wars was one of the first yeah, if not the first, uh, I you know I have a bit of a sci-fi background, but I don't know every specific you know uh, novelization or movie. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like you said, one of the first that changed sci-fi from traditional you know in quotes sci-fi to something more of an adventure or fantasy in a sci-fi setting. For sure. And that's something. Yeah, and I think that's very uh, that's more approachable for people who aren't hardcore sci-fi fans. For sure. And you know, I I watched this documentary about George Lucas when he was making the original trilogy, and he was like rewriting the book on things like contract negotiations for movies and you know he wanted licensing rights which weren't necessarily a thing before that and he was already planning out a trilogy he was planning out a cinematic universe before they really existed (laughs) which is like insane to think about now but that's how you achieve star wars level success is like hey like i'm writing this movie and i'm just trying to get this one movie made but the story could become three movies, but let me just sell the one, see how that goes, and, and then go from there. And he was able to build this whole, um, for lack of a better word, empire around it. <laughs> and um, I, I think that's just the breakthrough ingenuity of Star Wars. It's just unlike any other intellectual property ever. It's, yeah. it's well, invasive. Well, until the, uh, the Marvel movies came out, I think. That yeah, Marvel's like a, the, the newer one, and you know I think it's smart that Disney has both now. But for well, sure, that was like, it's the latest yeah. trend. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and, uh, and it's surprising that I can't think of too many properties or uh, conglomerates almost that have reached any sort of um, cinematic universe anywhere near the other two. I know there's uh, the monster one, James that totally Bond, failed. maybe. James Bond. But those are pretty episodic, you know, like it's not really like the story of Dr. No affects the story of Man with the Golden Gun. You know, they can just recast James Bond to be whoever. Yeah. It's not like a rolling overall story. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny that you said um, Star Wars isn't episodic like that. And every movie is named episode. Yeah. But it's part of that. You know, it's it's just just, uh, six right it's nine movie long story um but james bond although it's like a a a whole cinematic universe it's a story per movie that they're almost disconnected yeah you could watch them in like any order basically except maybe like Mm -hmm. the newest ones but i mean we're not here to talk james uh, bond lore (laughs) i would though yeah i love james bond i am a james bond james bond's cool which has got some sci-fi elements. Yeah, to it's it, got all kinds you know? of cool tech. That's a stretch, though. Maybe <laughs> it's on, not maybe sci-fi. Maybe future episodes, if the viewers ask for. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'd love to talk James Bond yeah. sometime. Um, that movie that will never come out. That was supposed to come out like over a year ago. <laughs> yeah. 
but that's all right. The new, I'm not a fan of the new ones. Yeah, they're fun, uh, but some better they... than others. Yeah. I'm okay with them. They're not my favorite. I'm just mad because what's that guy? Christopher Waltz is that Christoph uh, Waltz? The Jersey, Austrian? Yeah, Christoph. Waltz. He's uh, I think Austrian or Jeremy. You know, somebody's gonna mention that, but um, he's he would make the perfect villain. Yeah, and they totally screw up his character. And I forgot it's Spectre, I think. And I was I was actually super hyped for it because he, he's like one of my favorite actors. Yeah, and he was like and hot they, off the of writing, Inglorious Bastards too. Yeah, and he was amazing in yep. that. So I was like, just play a crazy Bond villain. And the writing for it just didn't. He was so much better than the writing. And that, yeah, the plots in those but. Bond movies are kind of complicated. It's like what happened to just like you know riding out the bad guy i don't understand why right no yeah you don't see that's complicated stuff that's about poisoning something. water supplies or whatever like i don't know <laughs> yeah you need a laser to shoot from the moon yeah, exactly or something. you need right so that's a, a actually similarity to star wars is that the better james bond movies are kind of silly they're a little campy and they don't take themselves too seriously and they're a little ridiculous yeah a good star wars movie has some of those same things you know there's a lot yeah. of comedy it's very they're all very campy even <laughs> the, the old ones yeah. Uh, yeah and they don't take themselves seriously but while telling a decent story yes exactly correct you know we we get a lot of comic relief in star wars but you know it's 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 i think just comes down to the creativity of the characters and what they were able to achieve it's like you have two droids one just communicates through beeps and they're the comic relief of your movie yeah it's like how do you have two characters talking one of them just as beeps and they're like the best two characters in the in the movie you know it's incredible how they how they pulled it off I wonder what you could if there are numbers on directly how much I'm sure you could look up R2D2 merch numbers <laughs> and it's got to be insane it's probably the number one sold Star Wars oh he's way up there I mean character. Darth Vader's got to be up there I bet he beats Darth Vader no 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 you can plaster R2D2 on more things than Darth Vader it's true I don't know um but, I don't so, know how you calculate that. To look yeah, at. Being no, I'm willing know, to but... bet you no one beats Darth Vader. That's just my personal belief. All right. That's fair. But I mean, but that is saying how much uh, the characters play into Star Wars more than the story, I'd say. And that's something you know you could take that as a positive or a negative. If you look at it through a positive, and you look at some of the character relationships or just the characters themselves, that's something that I think has evolved with Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's well said. I agree. There's just something about the Star Wars world that keeps on giving. And yeah. the more you dive into it, the more is there. Like, I remember I used to play this, like, card game app that was all Star Wars, and I loved it. And all the, all the characters would come up, and you put them in weird formations, and they all have relationships with each other. And you're like, this is awesome, you know? Yeah. It's just, um, you know, I have Star Wars Pinball on Nintendo Switch, and I love it. It's like, oh, this is the, um, this is the... Lando themed board and it goes through all his different story moments in Empire you know it's like super interesting and uh, it's just fun it's I just enjoy all of the stories told through like all this Star Wars world crafting going on Mm -hmm. 
Now, one of my favorite things is I, I think I like the characters a little more than the story in most of Certainly. the... Certainly. Most definitely. Yeah, in most of the media out there. Uh, like, the prequels, one of my favorite things is Anakin and Obi-Wan's relationship, which oh, is kind yeah. of the point of the story. Yeah. But that's why I go back and watch those. It's because just see, you know, their interactions while some weird at times and... Uh, but they're funny and they seem genuine. Yeah, I, th I think I, people yeah. like get like I know me. I felt frustrated about Star Wars so many times just because of the potential. You know, you're like, man, these are all such good ideas and these are such good characters. And sometimes mm -hmm. just an annoying scene happens and it becomes frustrating. And especially with these with like the Disney stuff now because it's the freshest on our minds. But yeah, um, those scenes with Ian McGregor as Obi Wan. And Hayden Christensen as Anakin are like so good, and yeah, Hayden kind of—they both are kind of hamming it up a bit, but that's just what makes it fun. I loved watching right. those yeah. characters in the pre in the prequels. And I think that even goes further into uh, the Clone Wars TV show. I think Obi Wan and Anakin's relationship in that is great. Oh, I, yeah, I love the scenes Wars with them fun. together, right? And I also like Anakin and uh, Ahsoka's, you know, the Padawan. Uh, I hadn't watched the Clone there. Wars for years because I just thought it was like a kids show and I wasn't really interested in watching mm -hmm. like a Star Wars kids show. And then in college, I was it was like on Netflix. So I was like, OK, I'll give it a try. And it was really it was like, again, opened up Star Wars lore and brought in Ahsoka Tano and like gave us more Obi-Wan and Anakin. And they used it's like so into the prequels but you have opportunities to do all these kind of fun stories and you're not doing this weird romance stuff and campy stuff and like mm. weird politics well, stuff yeah too, it, yeah it hits on all of those but it's not like a, a one movie that has to put those plots no. in. it can tell a story where they're just fighting a battle and doing cool stuff for 20 minutes yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, that show does get kind of loud is my only criticism it's just like blaster fire for yeah. like 20 minutes you have a headache <laughs> afterwards not very bingeable but yeah. i do really enjoy the show and i thought the stuff that disney did with it was super good but we might talk about that another time but when they like yeah. caught up to episode three those like last couple episodes i thought were really great yeah, no, I, I, it is a kid's show, but I wouldn't really consider it a kid's show. So there much death in it. Art, yeah. So I'm, many I mean, stormtrooper deaths. Like, <laughs> murdered, like, at gunpoint. Um, but, I mean, there are a couple of arcs in there that I remember one specifically that was so cringy I couldn't stand it. Oh. Because it was definitely written for a kid's audience, but the rest of it is just written like Star Wars. Baby Jabba. Uh, which kids have... <laughs> no, it wasn't actually that one. That wasn't great, but it was the one with, like... Oh, it was like the prince of one of the Confederate-leaning planets or something like that. And he was... Into... It was like a little romance with him and a I do kind of remember that now that you mention and it. I, and oh my god, it was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. Other than that, it was like a three-episode, or maybe it was more than three. Um, it, that was bad. But other than that, I really enjoyed the show. I watched it. I rewatched it before um, the last season came out. I just cherry picked, like, Disney had a playlist of, like, 20 episodes, and I just watched That's those. That's um, So that one didn't come up. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sure it I, I thought they were. I thought, they, I thought that was a great show. You know, they get into, like, combat strategies, and they go into, like, yeah. the psychology of warfare. And, you know, it's there's a fun, like, there's a bunch of, like, YouTube 
like edits com- compilations of just like this is a kid's show <laughs> and it's just of all oh, like yeah. these stormtroopers <laughs> dying horrible deaths and characters getting tortured right. or dying in people's arms and things like that so man yeah those are that's a really interesting show and i'm looking forward to getting more into that one in the not too distant future yeah i think that's coming out uh next year <laughs> it was supposed to come out this you're, year you're talking the to batch. the bad batch yeah 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 the bad batch mm-hmm and we got a taste of that at the end of the Disney season, which, you know, seems promising. I'm more interested in Jedi stuff than Stormtrooper stuff, but I'm sure they'll they'll work it in. They know what the fans like, and we'll get some lightsabers. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, there's a bunch. Uh, what's coming out next? We have Andor coming out. Mm-hmm. We have uh, Bad Batch coming out. And then a little further down the line, we'll get some more Jedi stuff. We'll get some Ahsoka. Yes. We get um, everybody wants the Obi-Wan show. Yes, those are my – you just said my top two, and I think you said most people's yeah. top two. You know, ah- Ahsoka Tano I'm mm-hmm. super interested in, and I mean Obi-Wan is definitely the most interesting thing that's going to come out in Star Wars <laughs> in the near future. So Easily. I'm super excited for that, and I hope it happens too. I'm trying – you know, I'm getting kind of nervous that it's not going to happen, but <laughs> – Here's yeah, hoping. I've heard it's been in talks for quite some time, and now everything that's been going on, we'll see. We'll see. I'm sure it's two people want it too yeah. bad. So that's true. That's every almost everybody. Star Wars fans can't agree on a lot, <laughs> but most can say we want more Obi Wan in either the movie or a uh, a full fledged show, which would be amazing. Oh yeah, a show would be great with Ian McGregor for sure. Right. I would love that. Um, my concern, though, with Star Wars a lot of times, and that I think the show is going to have the problem with, is it writes itself into problems all the time. Because it's like, okay, if we write an Obi-Wan show, we obviously, you know, he's not going to, like, run into Darth Vader. He's not going to run into Yoda. He's not going to run into – there's, like, no other Jedi. So it's like, what's he going to do? Stand around <laughs> in the desert the whole time? Well, there are some other Jedi out there, but yeah, I mean, yeah, there are. But that's the thing. What's he supposed? You know, like so he can't really leave Tatooine. And like when they decided to make the when the Disney movies decided to make them take place like thirty years after, you know, um, Jedi. It's like okay, well, now there's only a finite amount of Jedi alive in the world in the universe. So there's only so many twists that are possible and you have to you're forced to interact with certain characters and right well that's one of my criticisms of the sequel trilogy is that they said it a little too far i know mark hamill's old but (laughs) um there was a time period that they glossed over very quickly in the uh, in the sequels that there were multiple Jedi. There was a Jedi school with new Jedi, and that could have been a whole... Yeah, thing. I so, mean, they could have had it take place at the same time, but just with a full-on yeah. Jedi school and Luke being badass doing badass Jedi stuff. Right. Like, that could have been the story. Or follow one of the new Jedi on a different adventure. Exactly, I mean, right. Plenty go of blast stuff away, with, like, yeah. go way far in the future or something, and right. not deal with any of these attachments from... The original movies that you have to write around you know yep or way in the past i think that i think and i, I read they're doing I, think that. I heard something yeah, yeah. yeah i heard something about that but i'd like that you know high republic old republic stuff yeah i mean that um, wasn't it, before time so i don't know if they're still going to do that but <laughs> it would be cool if they well, do i mean it, the ideas are there they could just overwrite them i mean everything um has been retconned basically so mm-hmm. there's 
little bits of stuff that they can grab from if they want. And that would be a great way to go. I'd like to see a whole new Star Wars story told. Yeah, I mean, even in... Mandalorian with, like, Baby Yoda, you're like, okay, we know Baby Yoda doesn't exist in the movie, so what's the heck? Like, yeah. where wh- there's no potential for this character because he goes on to not get be involved. Well, he would still, t- I guess, timeline-wise, he would still be, like, a baby during the sequels. That, I think the sequels take place, what, five, ten years? Oh, no, it's a little longer than that, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it seems pretty fresh, but not too far. Yeah, he wouldn't be a full-fledged uh, force yeah, user. Yeah, but it's like, so where's the Mandalorian show going? You know, unless they time jump a long time. Like, and I don't know. I don't know. They're definitely not. But, uh, well, the, the next one is a book. It's going to follow Boba Fett, I believe. Yes, the book of Boba. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, by Christmas. Promising to me. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that one I think has a firm date. I think we can manage that. Yeah, one. that's gonna be cool. So another thing about Star Wars that I would be remiss if I did not bring up, perhaps my most favorite thing about Star Wars, and I think the thing that sometimes gets taken for granted these days is the sound effects. And the music, I mean, everyone knows and loves the music, so maybe that's not taken for granted as much, but, I mean, the sound effects are amazing. Like, ships taking off, blasters going off, lightsabers turning on and off. These were sounds that, like, Lucas's special effects team created, and from nothing. And we're like, what would a lightsaber sound like? Like, how do you even (laughs) begin to fathom what that even is and they just nailed it and the movies look and sound so cool and i think that's what pushed those early movies to the next level because in watching like we should talk about the empire of dreams documentary like that could be like three episodes worth of content it's just super super interesting and one of the things they they paint the picture of is that the set of a new hope was like a disaster no one knew it was going on and nothing made any sense and the original edits of the movie were like confusing and no one liked it and somehow they pulled it together and it's that editing process and it's the addition of the score and the sounds that like really just caused star wars to explode and give it so much life and and just like capture people's attention i mean right when a new hope starts you get that you know you like everyone knows it and it just like gives you chills and even like sitting in the theater watching like you know the third you know the third disney movie what was that one called (laughs) what was the rise of skywalker um so even when like you're sitting in rise of skywalker and your expectations aren't that high or whatever and they blast you with that song like and the logo pops up you get chills anyway you're like yes i'm sitting in the theater going to watch watching rise of skywalker but i mean come on that's never not going to be cool yeah i'm in a movie theater watching a premiere of star wars like there's just some weight to that and i think john williams score has so much to do with that but like you said, it's not just the score that's become iconic. Like, I understand the title, opening title crawl with that instant hit is going to be iconic. But the sound effects and the sound design are also just as iconic. Incredible. Like you said, the lightsaber, R2-D2 is probably the best example Oh, of that's that. a good example. Uh, 
TIE fighter sounds, yeah. X-wing sounds. Uh, I mean, the it's fact crazy. of having a, you, a lightsaber make a whooshing sound as you move it, like that's so cool. Mm-hmm. And then when they clash together, they make loud noises. It's just like the sound yeah. effects, actually. You know, George Lucas started those companies that designed those sounds. Like he got to the point later on in the making of the original trilogy it was like i was like the ceo of three companies trying to make these movies and i just had to let (laughs) someone else direct them because i was too busy and you know that's where thx got started pixar it was all an attempt to try and make these movies and i you know george give props to george lucas for having that vision of knowing what would make a great cinematic experience and then props to john williams for really lifting those movies up like i find I highly doubt these movies would be as ingrained in popular culture as they are today without John Williams' score. I really believe that. Oh, absolutely. And and with the sounds in general, I think, because think about how many kids had a lightsaber that went, whoo, whoo, <laughs> I know, I or know. Or an X-Wing or toy Or a Darth Vader breathing noise. Like, right. come on. It's crazy. Yeah. And all of that adds to not only the the success of the movies but like the conversation how we started just being a fan of star wars is so much more than just a film those sounds and those the feeling is kind of just ingrained in you and popular culture you remember those things you hear that immediately just like the title crawl it brings over years and years of uh love and feeling towards star wars in general very well said. and you kind of forget about a little some annoying things that prop up every once For in a while. For sure. And, you know, I think on the reverse side, people say, oh, I love the movies. It's like, I really think we love the character design and the sound design and the and mm-hmm. the score more than we love the movies, personally, anyway. I mean, I, I yeah. love the movies, I too. That. But it's like, come on, they just nailed it. And that's why when I watch these Marvel movies today, and I love the Marvel movies, don't get me wrong, but we've kind of departed from having, like, a really awesome movie score and there's actually some really interesting um explanations behind why movie scores have just fallen to the wayside recently um that i yeah i don't think i can but i mean when you think of like other really hit movies like all the john williams stuff harry potter indiana jones but even like lord of the rings had an amazing score that i really think caused that movie to go from like a good movie to a cultural phenomena you know i just think the scores are such an important part of the cinematic experience and star wars is like the prime example of an era of movies that just nailed it right and the avengers has a theme and it's cool and whatever but i was about to say the avenger that avengers theme is about the only one i can specifically pick you know just get off the top of my head maybe hum it I can't think of, I, and they all have a theme. Iron Man has a theme. Captain America has a theme. And I don't really remember what they are. And I've seen most of those movies more than right. once. I definitely know the Avengers you know, so. theme, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. It's, part no, of it's, it's a very important part of the movie, and it really, you know, I get, it's just a different feeling. I, it, that's why sometimes you can't compare the Marvel movies and the Marvel Universe to the Star Wars one, because they're going for such a different things. Mm-hmm. And they do it in such a completely different way. Right. And that's what makes them both so enjoyable in their own right. But for my money, Star Wars is just the more imaginative and the more exciting. I I love a good superhero. Well, you could really do anything, you know? But Star Wars, the potential for it is... 
I'm always so interested in learning more about the world of of Star Wars. I feel like I kind of yeah, no, know the... what the world of Marvel is about, <laughs> but I still love yeah. watching it, but I'm not exactly like digging into the lore. Of... Yeah, no, that's something about Star Wars. The galaxy in general, you have like the wild space and the unknown regions too, but even like the depths of Coruscant are really interesting to me. And, uh, you know, I there's, just a, there's a little more depth to it, I think. Now, Anything you're looking forward to specifically in the Star Wars universe besides the Obi-Wan show? <laughs> um, yeah, the Obi-Wan show for sure. You can't say that one, though. I'm saying it anyway. Book of Boba's in there. Um, but Ahsoka is another one. I really am looking forward to that. This other stuff that's coming out more recently, the Bad Batch and um, the Andor show, Like, I'm interested in those. Um, I'm definitely going to watch them, but I'm definitely the the big meaty character roles of Boba, Ahsoka, Obi-Wan. That for me is what's really grabbing my attention. One of these days I'm going to get a PlayStation and play all these Star Wars, these new Star Wars games. I'm looking forward to those too. Um, yeah. So those are the most exciting things. When they ever decide to make more movies, I'll be there for those. Um, but... Yeah, these Disney TV shows, man, they've got me really excited. I think Mandalorian kind of nailed what fans were looking for in Star Wars. And we can get more into it when we talk about The Mandalorian. I don't think every episode or each season is created equally, but I, I do. you can't argue with that they that they kind of nailed the it for a lot of fans. There. The qualities yeah. there, the production values there, the fact that they were able to diverge in ways to kind of break free of that like oh people are only gonna the like star wars stuff, if, yeah. if darth vader's in it you know like they were able to <laughs> break free from that have their own music in it you know have their own vision yeah, for speaking it speaking of the score yep. mandalorian score. I, that's a theme i remember yeah right and, and i think the creators of mandalorian understood what made star wars good and then tried to right. reinvent it in their own way and they were just really successful in that. So that's that kind of reignited my passion for Star Wars. And then now when I saw all these like insane number of announcements for shows, I was like, oh, it's a good time to... It's, well, maybe in a year when all this stuff finally starts coming out, it'll be a good time right. to be a Star Wars <laughs> fan. <laughs> Hopefully we have more than Dylan listening. By yeah. And then people can actually enjoy our thoughts on all the new stuff. That's but one of the things um, I'm really enjoying and will continue to enjoy in the future is smaller scale stories. Yes. Um, I'm hoping these, you know, not everything has to be, you know, Clone Wars had some specialized stories, but it was still the overarching Clone Wars. Mm. Uh, having something that's just a little story that takes place in the Star Wars universe that really doesn't have much to do with it. Uh, this obviously has notes of hey, Luke, uh, well, spoiler, but <laughs> Luke shows up and, um, you know, Baby Yoda is going to end up doing something probably for the Empire, or, you know. Right. I like, yeah, so I'm hoping the Ahsoka stays small, because obviously, like you said, these characters don't show up in the in the movies. Right. So keeping a small little story in Andor, maybe not the Bad Batch, but uh, the Acolyte sounds interesting. I think that could be a really nice way to progress Star Wars in general, and then hit home with a giant movie that has a whole new galaxy-shattering plot. Yes, but not yet. And but like the thing for me is like I want to see more Jedi stuff. So when I had heard that they, you do, I do. No. 
uh, yeah, I mean, the Jedi is really all I care about. Like, Mandalorians are cool, I guess, but, I mean, I want to see lightsabers, man. Like, I don't see, know why, I don't know do what that. Disney has against lightsabers and lightsaber battles, but they've been really stingy on the lightsaber duels yeah. in this movie trilogy and in these shows, and I... And they haven't been good. No, either. and I think they I just wrote think, themselves into, like, this hole of, like, well, there's only, like, two Force users alive, so we gotta kind of parcel out, you know... That means we can only have, like, four Jedi right now. And so... Yeah, but you could still have a cool fight. Like, think about the Count Dooku-Yoda fight. Yeah, that was I mean, really hey, cool. say what and, you want you know, about Ben to Menace, but that lightsaber fight at the end was amazing. Yeah, I think everybody agrees. Probably the best or not I mean, one of the best parts of the prequels was the For fights. sure. They were incredible. Oh, they were amazing, though. Anakin yeah. Obi-Wan fight at the end, like, come on. Yeah. That was, like, ten minutes long, and the amazing score from John Williams again, and they're like all doing flips, and they're clashing the lightsabers like a thousand times. It's like, why can't we do that anymore? Like, why do the lightsaber fights now have to be slow and dramatic and barely there and short, you know? Like like you said, they wrote themselves into a corner, basically. Unless you go way into the future or way into the past, the only thing you can get from a lightsaber is kind of a lone Jedi that, you know, missed Order 66, and he's doing his own thing on some planet somewhere, and that's about it. Yeah, well... So, we'll see how that goes, but I can't imagine Obi-Wan fighting another Jedi. You know, I mean, there, I mean, there's enough expanded universe I mean, they could bring, they like, they could bring Darth Maul into Jedi. the mix, you know, like... Yeah, but we see, I want to see somebody yeah, else. Somebody like, new I like Darth Maul, you know, what little we got of him. Um, Watch Solo. Yeah, I mean, I've seen Solo. <laughs> Darth Maul I, I saw it once, and I'm good. We saw it together in theaters. I think we saw it together. <laughs> I know we did. Yeah. <laughs> we saw it in Dolby Atmos. <laughs> Didn't we also see um, episode 8 together? I think that was Dylan that you saw it with. Um, wait, or did we? I think we, we, we did. might have. It might have been 7 and 8. No, you so definitely saw 7 with see... Dylan and not me. Um, 8, we may have seen together. See, I just try to phase Dylan yeah. out. <laughs> Eight, eight, we may have seen together. We definitely saw Solo I think together. It wasn't nine. We didn't see nine together, but yeah. Oh, so the show's called The Acolyte, which is a, a new range of Star Wars stories based around the High Republic set 200 years prior right. to The Phantom Menace, set to kick off in early 2021. Okay, I don't think that's Sounds happening. <laughs> the High well, Republic no, storyline finds the Jedi Order. Okay, that, see that I will watch. That's like golden age of the Jedi before now they get that's all what Phantom Menace and start screwing about. everything up. Yeah, that could be really good. I'm looking forward to that. I think that's a little far. You know, that's 2023 probably if I had to guess. But right, there are a couple of shows I'm ready for, and you know, a then throw in a giant movie. But wait a bit, wait a bit. Yeah, I I I think Disney's trying to just kind of revamp Star Wars, and you have to kind of chill on the movies for a while. Right. Oh, there's. They can make billions of dollars over the next 50 years. They can like, make billions just selling relax. Baby Yoda merch. They, don't, like, that's not, they probably already which, have. <laughs> I mean, what a brilliant idea that was. It was Yeah, no, they come up with... Their merch ideas are better than their plot <laughs> baby ideas. Jar, uh, baby Jabba, not so I much, mean, but Baby Yoda. Well, that wasn't a Disney <laughs> thing. That was just a poor idea. <laughs> yeah, and they made him annoying. Yeah, that wasn't great. Star Wars Visions sounds promising. That's the animated show that's kind of like a what-if 
scenario of like vignettes that are all animated. Um, that's on the list, which I guess that's further down the line. Way though. further, but it yeah. it sounds very promising. We'll see if it ends up happening. But yeah, those kind of grab my attention. I'll be happy with Bad Batch and those shows, but I'm just holding out. I'm waiting. Yeah, I think you start off a little slow and then you build up. You know, I, I they'll be good, but they're not what everybody they'll, wants. They'll just keep yet. us yeah. in. They'll keep us satisfied for now. But but to be fair, who thought the Mandalorian would be as? I love that. Show. I mean, who I think people were pretty be... excited about it. Um, oh, I just really enjoyed it. You know, it was one of the more recent times watching TV that I was like, okay, I have to turn off all the lights, no distractions, like yeah. turn the volume up really <laughs> loud. It's I just don't get like that when I'm watching TV. It's just something about Star Wars that pulls me in that way. Yeah, there's. I can't remember the last time in recent memory I was hyped for a show to come out <laughs> me neither you know because everything i think there's something to say about episodic releases versus binging status yeah they definitely build up the the suspense of it they let people talk about it speculate on it you know i i, I don't know if it's really necessary in this day and age but they make it work i'm a fan i think it should they i just want you to pay great. like for at least two months of the subscription before you cancel <laughs> hey well you know that'll do it <laughs> which is the real brilliant part of that but i think there's something to say about watching yeah, a show it's like fun. that you remember it's it fun. more i think so. I, i'm fine with it i'm fine with it yeah not every show some shows i just want to get you know watch but waiting for a popular show kind of ingrains it in the culture more i think and i think they know that. i agree like look at game of thrones yep that's you know? a great example everybody i mean until it ended but. <laughs> <laughs> and then nobody ever talks about it ah uh, well that is a good example though yeah it's true people like yeah. the suspense and you know i'm they're keeping us waiting for sure but i'm looking forward to all of it and that was the inspiration for roger roger and i'm excited to talk through it all yeah and we'll have a lot to talk about in later episodes down the line yeah and uh i hope everybody continues to listen to the roger yeah, roger you know podcast. we're still figuring out what it is especially with you know nothing new coming out for a little while we're gonna just keep putting stuff out there but if you love star wars no worries we're gonna have it all right here at roger roger a star wars podcast See you next time, everybody. See you next time. Don't forget to find us on social media at Roger Roger Pod. And uh, download more episodes when they come out. <laughs> it's the first one, so there aren't any right now. But one of these days. They'll get better. Yeah, Don't worry. Let's get to better. the next one. <laughs> Bye, everybody. All right. See you, everybody. Bye-bye. Roger Roger. Roger, Roger.
Roger.